You are listening to Much Light Party Nate with Cree. Hello everyone, my name is Cree and I want to welcome you to Matchlight Pod in 8. We hope this podcast encourages you in your faith and transforms your life. Enjoy. Hello everyone and thank you so much for joining me for this Matchlight Pod in 8. This is actually my second time recording this podcast, so I know it must be appointed. Something happened with my audio from the first podcast, so nevertheless, today we're going to be talking about, it's not about your strength, it's about strategy. And not only is it about strategy, but it is about God's strategy. So um, this all came about, this revelation or this teaching that I received came about when I was helping my son Noah open an ice cream sandwich. So he was using all of his strength to pull, to, to, to really try to open this ice cream sandwich. And so I took it and I got it from him and boom, in one second, I opened the ice cream sandwich. And I told my son, Noah, it's not about strength, it's about strategy. And wow, I felt the Holy Spirit hit me with revelation. It is not about your strength, Cree. It is about my strategy. And when do we see this in the Bible? We see this in the Bible in many instances. I mean, the wall of Jericho, the children of Israel marched around the wall seven times before it came down. I bet they thought something was wrong with the Lord to tell them to march around the wall seven times and blow their trumpets and the wall will come down. And even David and Goliath, I bet they thought David was really weird when he showed up at the army. Uh, He showed up to the military to beat Goliath, which was a giant of the Philistines. And he used only a slingshot and a rock to take this giant down. God's strategy. Now today I want us to talk about another story in the Bible that talks about strategy and not our strength, and that is Gideon. So if you don't know the story of Gideon, um, you can find it in Judges, and we're gonna start at Judges chapter six. A little history before getting to the time of Gideon. So when the children of Israel were delivered, as we know, uh, they wandered in the wilderness, and Joshua led them into the promised land. Well, when they got to the promised land, God actually told them that they need to take over all the land, possess all the land. But the children of Israel got complacent and they got comfortable in the area that they had conquered. And the Lord said, you disobeyed me. I told you to take over all of the land in his name. And so what he did was he allowed the Midianites to oppress the children of Israel for about 40 years, 40 years. And so the children of Israel got tired of this oppression. And in Judges 6, when we come into Judges 6, um, chapter 1, it says, The sons of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hands of Midian seven years. So it was actually seven years, excuse me. So seven years, and then they cried out to the Lord. And the Lord said, okay, I hear you, I hear you. And so he sent an angel of the Lord, which we know as Yeshua, 
Yeshua, which is the angel of the Lord, appeared to Gideon and he says, the Lord is with you, O valiant warrior. And he said he wanted him to go up against the Midianites and conquer and take take back the land so that Israel is no longer oppressed. So first, let me stop a little bit. How How does that describe us sometimes? Sometimes the Lord tells us to do something and we only obey halfway. <laughs> we only obey the part that we think makes sense. <laughs> we, we only, we get comfortable and we get complacent in our, in our job, or we get comfortable or complacent in where we live. We get comfortable or complacent in, in what we do for a living, not only our jobs, but maybe we get comfortable and complacent in the, in our salaries. And the Lord said, well, I want you to go higher and bigger because I want you to be financially independent so that you can only work for me. Right. We get comfortable and complacent in different areas of our lives. But the Lord told them to take all of the land, not just part of it. And so he sent Gideon, he sent a warrior and, and the Lord looked at him and said, go, in this your strength in, in verse 14 and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian have I not sent you there we go again Gideon thought well Lord what is me <laughs> he said are you going to send me and the Lord said yes he says go in your strength what strength was it Gideon's strength no he says have I not sent you? Go in this, in the assurance that I have sent you for such a time as this. No matter what it looks like, no matter what you think the Midianites, because they were, they had 15,000 soldiers um, just in one area, but the Midianites had way more people than the children of Israel. However, God said, Gideon, I am going to give them into your hands. He says in verse 16, but the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat Midian as one man. Now, this is very interesting talking about God's strategy here because God is just the bomb. <laughs> he is just awesome. Um, so of course, Gideon, like most of us say, well, Lord, I don't know. I think I need a sign. <laughs> he said, I need a sign. And so if you keep on reading, uh, the Lord gave him several signs. Okay. Uh, several signs that he was chosen for this. Um, and if you go to judges, uh, six, if you keep on going down, uh, go down to, uh, verse 28, he talks about, uh, sacrifices. And not only that is he told Gideon that before he could go up against the Midianites, that he would have to destroy the altar of Baal. In verse 30, it says, Then the men of the city said to Joash, Bring out your son that he may die, for he has torn down the altar of Baal, and indeed he has cut the Asheroth, which was beside it. And if you don't know, Baal was one of, is what they say in the Bible is the sun god, right? He was a false god. And the Asherah is a wooden, um, is a wooden idol, actually. It was a wooden type of idol. Uh, idol. It was like a pole. And that, that people worship, that the children of Israel brought with them um, from the land of Egypt. And they brought, and also um, from other people living in the land, they gleaned off of their gods and they mixed it with our God, with Jehovah, the one true God. And so God told, um, the father told him uh, that, you know what, 
through the angel of the Lord, he said, you know what? You need to go tear that altar down before you go in and possess the land, before you go in to beat the Midianites. Um, and let's bring it back to us here today. The altars of our life, what is on the altar where God is supposed to be? What is on the altar? Is it our husbands? Is it our children? Is it our jobs? Is it our house? Is it the type of car we drive? What is on the altar where the Lord should be? We have to destroy that. We have to take them down so that we can go in and possess the land that God has given us already. So nevertheless, he tore down the altars and this is where the strategy of the Lord came in. So if you go to, if you go to chapter seven, he, he talks about um, Gideon. He said, okay, I have 32,000 men, <laughs> I have 32,000. And the Lord said, oh no, no. In Judges chapter seven, verse two, the Lord said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many for me to give Midian into their hands. For Israel will become boastful saying, my own power has delivered me. So God already knew the hearts of man and he knew that they would be boastful and think that they were the ones who conquered the Midianites. So he said, no, no, no. So he said, okay, 22,000 people need to go and only 10 remained, 10,000 remained. God said, oh no, this is just too many. Again, he said too many people for me to give you uh, the Midianites into your hand. And so basically he did a test and, and in verse four it says, then the Lord said to Gideon, the people are too many. The people are still too many. Bring them down to the water and I will test them for, for you there. Therefore, it shall be that he of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you, he shall go with you. But every one of whom I say to you, this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So basically it dwindled down to 300 men. And Gideon must have thought, what? How are we going to go up against 15,000 Midianites with only 300 men? And God said, I am with you. I am with you. He said in verse seven, the Lord said to Gideon, I will deliver you with the 300 men who lapped and will give the Midianites into your hands. So let the other people go, each man to his home. And so nevertheless, the story goes, and you can read it in Judges seven and eight. The story goes that the Midianites even knew even God allowed them to see that they were going to be defeated and they were already afraid. They were already afraid. So these 300 men divided into three groups, a hundred in each group, had pitchers in their hands and trumpets. And they marched around the camp of the Midianites, blew their trumpets and banged on their pitchers and broke them actually. And the Midianites ran and they didn't stop there. They pursued them until they overtook them and killed the Midianite king. Wow, that is an example of God's strategy and not our strength. So let's bring it back to us. Now I wanna tell you the end, what happened after, after uh, Gideon and his army defeated the Midianites. Well, there was 40 years of peace, Judges uh, 8 says. There was 40 years of peace. There were 40 years. Unfortunately, after Gideon had died, after Gideon had died, the Bible says in Judges chapter eight, then it came about as soon as Gideon was dead, that the sons of Israel again played the harlot with the Baals and made Baal Bereath their God. 
Thus, the sons of Israel did not remember the Lord their God, who had delivered them from the hands of all their enemies on every side, nor did they show kindness to the household of Jeroboam, that is Gideon, in accord with all the good that he had done to Israel. Amen. Wow. So after all of that, in the end, the, the tradition or the, the, the knowledge of what had happened with Gideon, the story must have not been passed down because they forgot. A generation, remember 40 years is a generation. So a generation later, Gideon died and they returned back to idol worship. How many of you have gone through that? God delivered you for something. He gave you the big victory and you got so complacent and so lukewarm as the Bible calls it, that you fell slowly back into idolatry, slowly. Or maybe your children fell into idolatry because you started drifting away from God. You started slowly going away from God and then it affected your children and then your grandchildren. 40 years is not very long, but 40 years is a generation. So what are we doing today to affect our generation tomorrow? That's a good question, guys. I want us to meditate on that. What are we doing today that is going to affect our generation tomorrow? So we have to rely on God's strategy and not our own strength. I just gave you a really detailed story in the Bible, a, a history lesson over what God can do when you follow his strategy. But what also can happen when you forget that he gave you the victory. And not only that, before he can give you his strategy, like he told Gideon, you have to destroy those false idols in your life, destroy those things that you have put on the altar of God instead of him. Tear them down and put God in his rightful place in your heart and in my heart. So I just wanna pray and I wanna pray that those idols or those things that you are putting above God come down right now so, Father, I pray for each one who's listening to me right now, Lord. Lord, you have given us the victory. You have given us your will. You have given us the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide us. And I pray for everyone who is listening to the sound of my voice, that every idol will come down, that they have on the altar of their lives, every idol, every, every thought will be cast down and come under submission to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, that each and every one of us will follow your strategy instead of our strength. And I pray that what we do today, Father, that we will be mindful that it will affect our generations tomorrow, Lord. I thank you, Father, for I know you have given us the victory now and at the end, at the end of time. Thank you, Father, and I pray for every single precious soul that's listening. And in Jesus' name, amen. Well, that is it for today, beloved. I want to thank you so much for joining me for Match Life Pod and Eight. It has been a pleasure talking to you, and I really hope that you reach out and let me know what you think about this podcast and about this lesson. Now that we've moved, we're going to get back into our weekly podcast, and I just hope that you have a wonderful, blessed day, and take care. See you next time right here on Match Life Pod and Eight. Shalom, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Match Life Pod and Eight. Brought to you every week by Set Apart Ministry. We are ambassadors called to minister the Word of God. Visit our website 
at setapartyourlight.org. Thank you for listening to Matchlight Pod Nate with Cree. Have a blessed day.